This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, episode 62. This is just like before. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become unstoppable, body and mind. Hello, my loves. Thanks for joining me today. I did not get my episode out yesterday on Monday as I usually try to because I had some issues going on with my voice. I kind of lost it over the weekend and it actually ties in nicely to what I'm talking about today. So I'll talk about that story a little bit later, but thanks for being patient. If you waited for my podcast to come out yesterday, it'll come out today. Here it is. You're listening to it. You made it. (laughs) So what I'm talking about today is this concept that I keep seeing with my clients where when they have um, something that they've experienced before, so some pain, I've seen it a lot actually with anxiety and depression. So generally what I might see is someone say they had some back pain that has totally gone away and then they start to feel a little twinge of that pain again. And as you know, the way that we respond to pain determines if it's going to amplify the pain signals or lessen them. So the way we respond to these signals from our body really, really makes a difference in the subsequent pain or symptoms that we continue to have. So in the back pain example, say that someone has basically gotten over their back pain and then they notice that they're starting to get that twinge of pain again. And usually what our minds will do is go back to make some sense of it in our past when we've had this pain before. And usually what our minds will go to are the worst times that we remember and wondering if it's gonna be like that again and thinking that maybe it is like that again. And I know when doing this work, it's very easy to make this mean something. You know, for me, what sometimes I make it mean is I'm not doing the work well enough. I'm not doing a good job. Maybe I'm not even knowledgeable enough to practice this and teach this because my body gave me this signal. But again, this is just what we're making these signals from our body mean. And if we can reframe them, our outcome can actually be a lot better than if we're assuming the worst and assuming that it's like it was before. I've had several clients over the last couple weeks have a resurgence of either anxiety or depression. Their feelings that feel very similar to them to a period of their life that was maybe scary or very low or, you know, uncomfortable in some way, something that they thought they were over. And when they're starting to have these feelings again, thinking that something might've gone wrong, they're back to where they started from. This is just like before. Our brains are predictive. Our brains try to make sense of everything that's going on. So it's understandable that this is what your brain is going to try to do. It's going to try to relate it to something in the past. 
it's kind of like if you try to Google your symptoms and you come up with all of these things that it could possibly mean, and you start to make these stories in your head about what could be going on and how it could affect your future. It's basically our brain looking to some kind of outside source to let us know what our future might hold because of what we're feeling rather than going inside and actually checking in with our body about what could be going on. The common thing I hear with people who have chronic pain is that they did too much. They overdid it. It was something that was a physical cause. But we know through research, this is very, very unlikely. 85 to 95% of chronic pain is not caused by anything structural. Even if you have bulging discs, degeneration of your spine, arthritis, uh, meniscus tears, any of those things, people who do not have pain still have degeneration and body changes as they age. This is not what is causing our pain. And according to research by Dr. Schubiner, overdoing it is usually not the cause of pain either, even in acute injuries. I'm actually interviewing Dr. Schubiner this week, which I'm super excited for. And that'll go back to my voice story that I'm telling you in a minute. But the research he has done shows that even in acute flare-ups of pain, the cause is most likely not structural. The four main causes would be previous stressors in your life, so from childhood or early adulthood, current stressors in your life, your personality traits like perfectionism, and people-pleasing or wanting to be seen as a good person. Those are the four most likely causes of your flare-up of chronic pain. But our brains naturally go to something physical, right? If our physical body hurts, it must be because of what we did, how we moved, doing too much, not doing enough, getting too weak. It's totally logical that our brain goes to, what did I do that caused this physically in my body? Our brain is predictive. It tries to make meaning. So when we think something like, this is just like before, our brain can actually create pain for us, more pain. It can do it in this predictive way. Like, you know, if you're walking downstairs and you don't realize there's that last step, your brain can just be trying to help us out. But sometimes the shortcuts the brain takes actually end up producing more pain for us. The other reason this happens is because this pain system is triggered by the fight or flight response, by elevating your nervous system, by being in fear. And thinking that this is just like it was before usually brings people to a pretty fearful place. The worst place is usually where their brains go. And so I want you to notice if this happens to you, if you have something that reminds you, oh, this is just like before, try and catch yourself and see how that actually isn't true. Okay, so the story of my voice, losing my voice. I did go to a place on Saturday that was very loud. And when I was trying to talk, I was trying to talk loudly for my voice. Sometimes that doesn't work very well. And I kind of 
choked on my own spit and ended up coughing and coughing and my throat felt pretty irritated and I rode the mechanical bull so I was doing some yelling that night too anyway the next day my voice was not in good shape I felt like I was losing my voice and that caused some concern in me because of what I do you know recording a podcast I have this interview with Dr. Schubiner coming up this week. And so my mind went to a lot of places, but among them was like, what does this mean? Why is this happening? And is this gonna affect like the rest of my week? What am I gonna do if this doesn't get better? Kind of a freaky place to be. And it did remind me of a time when I was in college and I had lost my voice right before the performance of a play that I'd been practicing for months. And I was playing a big role in, had a lot of speaking parts and singing, and I lost my voice right before it. It was kind of like this, where I was able to make it work, just sounded a little like huskier, maybe a little sexier. But I did think back to that time. Oh, I've had an experience before where I lost my voice. What happened then? And I did, I'll admit, I, I read stuff by Louise Hay, you know, as far as what could be going on with my voice, my channel of expression, my creativity, you know, speaking my truth. And then I also did look on Google and look at, you know, what are the causes of um, what could be going on physically? And then this moment, it hit me where I was thinking about it, thinking just like, I just did too much with my voice. And I thought that sounds really exactly like what my clients say who have chronic pain and they, they did too much. So I started getting really skeptical. Last night I got coached and my coach would pick up on how my voice would change depending on my emotional state. So when I was talking about something that did provoke a little more anxiety in myself, like this upcoming interview, my voice, I was losing it more and more, especially when I was thinking of like, what if I can't interview Dr. Schubiner and my voice doesn't work and that would promote a lot of fear and my voice would get worse. And then when she got me talking about things I was excited about and the good feelings that I wanted to have and how I felt those feelings in the past, my voice became much clearer. So we really determined during that visit that my emotions were playing a large part on how my voice was sounding. And as I have decreased my fear, relied more on trust that this is emotional. This is something that I can figure out. It's going to go away. My voice sounds way better today than it did yesterday. Now, it's not completely back to normal, but my fear level has decreased so much around how I'm thinking about my voice and what the future might hold. So now I just have complete trust that it's going to be fine. And even if I sound a little raspy tomorrow, you know, that'll be fine too. But now that I'm not placing so much pressure on myself to figure this out and having so much fear of the future and what if and what it might hold and how this was like before, all of that mental chatter and even that emotional heaviness is gone. So 
here's my voice, how it is. And I have full confidence that now that I'm not freaking myself out about it, it's going to get better and better. And if it's a little raspy tomorrow, then that's how it is. Now, this can even happen with new symptoms, even if it is like you used to have back pain and then you get some shoulder pain. It could be, even if you're not thinking this is just like it was before, that you're applying the same stressful feelings to anything that arises in your body. And I would invite you as much as possible to try to look at it, zoom out, look at what's going on in all of your life, not just the physical part, what's going on emotionally, where are you putting pressure on yourself, where might there need to be some boundaries that you haven't put in place. I really think of our body as signaling to us when we need to recalibrate or make some changes within ourselves. So I was thinking of this analogy with a house. Say that you had some pipes burst a few years ago and they flooded the basement and it was horrible and you never wanna experience that again. So everything got fixed, everything's uh, working as well as it can. And then you start to notice that there's a tiny little drip coming from the pipe. There is water coming out of a pipe like there was before when the basement flooded, but comparing those drops coming out, or maybe there's even a small stream, comparing that to the time when the pipe completely burst and the basement was flooded is not helpful in this situation. What might be more helpful is to see this as some indication that there's something that needs to be fixed so that it doesn't get to the flooded basement stage. But when you can address when there's just a small stream or a few drops coming out, then you can take care of it before it gets to that stage. Assuming that it's the same already puts you in this helpless place, this place where you're fearful. And it is more likely that you won't take action and that you will have that flooding in your basement if you're completely ignoring the signals or treating them in the right way. For each of these things that our body brings up for us, it's a very personal, journey to figure out what it is for you. I could have 10 people who have lower back pain and each of them could have their pain flaring up because of different triggers, different emotional stimuli, different ways that they're thinking of the world. So when your body has some symptoms, taking some time to really investigate. It could be talking to someone else about what's been going on emotionally for you. It could be journaling. I really love that. I feel like that gives me this kind of deeper insight into my subconscious and places I'm not able to access by just thinking about it. Something about writing it down tends to open up my mind in different ways. You can look at a book like Louise Hay that has a lot of suggestions about what could be going on. And for me, her new thought patterns or affirmations or mantras, whatever you like to call them, I find very helpful. What she says is, I'm free to ask for what I want. It's safe to express myself. I'm at peace. The way we react to these symptoms or signs that our body gives us 
really makes the difference in whether they are amplified or decreased. The more we can react neutrally, the more we can react with calm and peace, going within, thinking, what could I do to help this situation? What might my body be calling for? Do I need to examine some of my old unexamined thought patterns that are still influencing me? I know it's crazy. It's not what we're taught, but I'm telling you, this influences how our body feels so much. When we have old painful thoughts, we get pain, discomfort, feeling yucky in our body. And it can express itself through pain in your joints or your muscles or through feelings of anxiety or depression or fatigue. So be on to yourself. Look for this as those, those drips coming from the pipes that it's just a sign that that needs to be addressed and taken care of and repaired and loved. And that's all it is. It's not like the flooded basement that you had before. I heard Nicole Sachs describe it as playing a video game. If you get to level three and you die on level three, you don't go all the way back to the beginning of level one, you just go back to the beginning of level three. So I think that's often the case. I think when we have this process of healing that we're doing, there are things that can bring those symptoms back up. I mean, this is how our nervous system has been wired. It's been working this way for years and possibly decades. So it's a little unreasonable to think that you'll never have any symptoms again or any flare-ups. They can really just be seen as these red flags from your body, these danger signals, not because there's structurally something going on, but danger of something that you can change something that you can look at and investigate and give yourself some compassion and self-love, and that will help you more than worrying and getting into fear and stress and anxiety. I've told the story many times about my ulcerative colitis and how that flared up right at the time that I was putting a lot of stuff out there and starting to work on being more public with my uh, business and helping people with healing themselves. I don't think it was a coincidence. I think I was feeling very vulnerable and scared. And of course my symptoms flared up, of course they did. But it also, I'm not gonna lie, it also freaked me out. So I get it, you guys, I've gone through this too. I want you to know, even with my voice, I keep going through these things and it's a learning experience. So if this comes up for you, my loves, I hope that you are able to take whatever symptoms your body gives you and calmly look at them, see what's really going on, hopefully find some way to calm yourself, decrease that fight or flight and get into more of the rest and repair so that your body can heal. All right, have a good week, bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helps me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind. 